Welcome into the CHGO Blackhawks podcast presented by PointsBet. Use promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. I'm Jay Zawoski, joined by Mario Tirabasi and Greg Boyson. Our Twitter handles are on the screen. If you're not on the screen, I'm at Jay Zawoski. Mario is at Mario underscore Tirabasi, and Greg is at Greg Boyson. It's Throwback Thursday, our first official Throwback Thursday episode one day before what would be the 82nd birthday of the greatest Blackhawk of all time, Stan Makita. We're going to get into Stan's legacy and uh, maybe if that title will someday be handed over to a certain Patrick Kane. We're also going to talk about last night's great night of hockey. Two awesome games. One decided in overtime. One that was just bananas. <laughs> one very much not. <laughs> yeah, just a fa- two fantastic games in her own right. So, fellas... Hope you're having a nice Thursday. Thanks, everybody, for joining us here. Make sure you're hitting us up in the chat as well, and uh, we'll do our best to answer your questions. Oh, and while I think of it, because I will forget, because I just happen to do that most times, Monday is our first Mailbag Monday show. If you want to send us a question, blackhawks at allchgo.com. That's blackhawks at allchgo.com, and we'll answer some mailbag questions on Monday. So look forward to that. Get those questions in. We are officially question mark at a different time starting monday yeah we'll be at 11 a.m uh monday through thursday when we're live and then uh friday we're audio only as we are every week and we'll try to stick close to that 11 o'clock time but give or take a half hour or so but yeah we'll we'll get it when you get it yeah right so but for the rest (laughs) of the off season the plan as of now starting monday is we'll be live at 11 a.m so as you are starting to slack off at work Join us. <laughs> I'm really yeah. excited about that timing. Brunch with the Blackhawks. I'm just thinking about when I had my very short-lived office job. 11 a.m. is about when I stopped caring about work <laughs> and uh, started looking for other things to do. So, yeah. There you go. So, it should be fun. Yeah, that, that should be good. And if you got uh, questions for our show on Monday, you can hit us up on Twitter uh, individually or the Blackhawks account, uh, CHGO underscore Blackhawks, or you can... Uh, if you're a CHGO member, you could throw those questions in the Discord channel. We'll be monitoring that as well. Uh, I'm going to try and pop in there for tomorrow night's games, at least the early game, and hang out. I know Jay's been chatting in there, so yeah, um, it's been fun. So if you got questions and you're in the Discord channel, you can throw them in there as well, and we'll try and get to as many as we can. One more option, too. You can text Greg, uh, 312. Oh, sorry. No, I won't do that. <laughs> I've, get, I've gotten weirder text messages. Message and data rate supply. When you're when you're when you are a TikTok phenom, you get all the weird messages. <laughs> you are a TikTok phenom. Before we get into Stan, you guys have to go to the CHGO Sports TikTok and look at Greg modeling his uh his vast collection of Roosevelt shirts yes. with the wind blowing through his hair. Thanks, by to Sean our, thanks to our guy Sean Anderson. Uh, he is a uh, expert at the Chicago White Sox, and he knows how to make me feel like I'm in a White Snake video. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You're gonna Good stuff. The TikToks. Too. Yeah, it's it's on it's on Instagram too. So if you're not if you're not it's hip all, enough, it's all the over the internet. It's breaking it yeah, right it's, now. It's 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 quite the thing. But thanks to Casey, our, our wonderful social media director, who put that together. That was a lot of fun. So we'll see where that goes. Are we, uh, are we are we unofficially launching a CHGQ? Oh, I like that. Maybe. Yeah, that might that, be. That's yeah. exciting. Because <laughs> apparently, there's a guy in, in at uh, 
PHNX, who's a big Roosevelt guy. And he was like, oh, what do you have, five shirts? I was like, yeah, all right, bring it on, pal. Here's a picture of my 98 I've got hanging up. So. TikTok only allows you to do so long of a video. Couldn't, couldn't exactly. bring them all in. And yeah. I wasn't bringing all my shirts down to the office. That's not happening. So rent a U-Haul. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, I don't have a box truck. Well, you know what? Dream big, Greg. Dream big. One day you'll get that box truck. <laughs> I get paid to do this. This is insane. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, let's get to our throwback Thursday. He is the franchise leader in games played, assists, points, plus minus. That's it. Only those. No, nothing serious for Stan Makita. He is second all-time in goals. He is uh, second all-time in even, even strength goals. He is third all-time in power play goals, second all-time in game-winning goals, second all-time in shots. This guy is, uh, when you talk about the, the the legends of not just the Blackhawks, but legends of the game, that's Stan Makita. And um, to brush up on today's show, I watched the uh, 100th anniversary, or the, you know, the, the top 100 players they did for the 100th anniversary, watched a little bio on him. And yeah, he is such a fascinating player. There's been a lot of great players that have played in the National Hockey League. But so many of the things that we love about the game today, Stan Makita uh, is a part of. He was one of the first to wear a helmet. He was the first guy to have a curved stick. Um, I, I just think, aside from being such a great player, and from all reports, a wonderful guy. I've never heard a bad word about Stan. I've had the chance to meet him yeah. uh, on two occasions, and I was so nervous i was so starstruck and i never got to see stan play but just to be around him uh was a treat and he couldn't have i think he sensed my nerves around him and what just did everything he could to make me feel comfortable and make me feel welcome and it was just uh and one of the great memories of my career and uh i'm glad i got to meet him before he went way too soon so uh Man, I, I, it's where do you begin, right? Let's let's just start with the player. You know, I saw a description where uh, Bobby Hull described himself as the fullback, and Stan was the tailback, right? And Stan yeah. would go around people, Bobby would go through people. I just love the juxtaposition of those two guys who are synonymous with each other. Yeah, I mean, he, he uh, he's rightfully got his. Uh, statue there on madison street and his legacy is just there's so many different things you can point to i mean yeah the goals the points the assists the games played i mean he was there for decades uh leading the blackhawks you can you could talk about you know first player to to wear a helmet uh and he he's going to be one of the guys that are the reasons why goalies started to wear masks full-time because of the, of the curbs curve stick i mean before that the reason the goalies didn't really wear masks a lot is because the puck rarely ever got more than two or three feet off the ice. Now here comes Makita and a whole launching slap shots that are coming up shoulder level. It's like, boy, I better get a helmet real quick, or this is going to be a, <laughs> it's going to be a short career. So, I mean, he revolutionized the game and he revolutionized his own game throughout his career. Um, you know, we all kind of, those of us, I, again, I was too young to see him in play, but, you know, we all remember Stan as, you know, this very gentlemanly person. You know, I, I got to meet him a couple of times, too. I was a member of the Blackhawks standbys, and he came to, like, the end of the season meeting of the fan club and signed his book, and it was just so nice. But for a while there, he wasn't 
a nice guy on the ice. He before he won two Lady Bing trophies in back-to-back seasons, and that was following two seasons that he combined for 300 penalty minutes. <laughs> he had 300 penalty minutes in, in in two seasons, and then somebody, one of his coaches, I believe, told him and said, "Hey, you can't score goals if you're sitting in the penalty box." So he says, "You know what? I'm not going to take penalties anymore." And he didn't. And the year he won the Lady Bing, he had 12 the entire season. So, so I, I wrote about this in my book. And what Stan says, and this was also echoed in the 100, you know, the 100 year team thing as well. His daughter pointed out to him that, Daddy, how come you have to go sit away from your friends all the time? How come your friends go over there, but you have to sit in in this box by yourself? Why are you not sitting by Uncle, you know, Uncle Bobby and Uncle Ted and all that stuff, right? And and that sort of is what made Stan change his ways. And he said, how do you tell your child that you sinned? That's the quote that he used <laughs> yeah. in that, in that video. And and that was, you know, I, the, the name of the chapter in my book, the big 50 Chicago Blackhawks is a kinder, gentler Stan because so much has been written about all the things he's done on the ice. But yeah. I think that little story about how, about his humanity and his mm-hmm. connection to his family and hearing that. And as a father of a, of a, of an 11 year old girl, who's going to be 12 this weekend, you can feel that, right? Like, how do you explain yeah. like, oh, well, you know, I would try to kill somebody. <laughs> I took off my ice and tried to took off my skate and tried to stab somebody. Uh, you know, that's, that's never been done before <laughs> that, that it's tough to face that as a father and to, and to hear Stan say that is what changed the way I played. And from there is when his career really took off two years in a yeah. row of the heart and the Bing. And uh, there's a third and the art Ross and the only Ross. player to yes. win those three trophies back to back. Uh, back to back in the same seasons yep. and th- that's the amazing thing two seasons removed after 300 combined penalty minutes in those two years that he won the, the lady bing he took a combined 13 minor penalties over two seasons like just it, it was, yeah i mean he was he just said hey i'm not gonna do it anymore and he didn't do it anymore like just an amazing accomplishment yeah i think that 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 story i i, I really think is one of the one of the many that I remember hearing and, and, and that always like stood out because um, like you guys, I, I never saw him play. Uh, but you, you know, you see the old, you see the old, uh, the vintage highlights and um, you know, you, you hear the stories, you read the stories and you really um, see why so many people, uh, so many fans, players that, that, that came through the, the Blackhawks organization over the years um and had the opportunity to be around him uh, within within the organization. How much they spoke to you know his him him as a character, uh, and as someone that um, exemplified like what it meant to not only be uh, you know an NHL professional, but what it meant to be a Chicago Blackhawk. And um, you know he was the, the, those 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 stories live forever. And, and that's and you know he's he's immortalized uh, in front of the United Center, rightfully so. Um, and he's, you know, he's, he's easily, uh, the, you know, the, the, the pinnacle of what being a Chicago Blackhawk, uh, has meant, um, pretty much the entirety of the organization's existence. Um, Stan Makita, there, there, there won't be a player like him. Um, even if, you know, it's, it's interesting. Cause we, you know, we, we mentioned yesterday, um, about like Patrick Kane and his, his um, desires to stay in Chicago and and become you know the the all time points leader, games leader, all that stuff. A lot of that would have to do with surpassing Stan Mikita statistically. Um, 
but it's it's interesting to think like even if Patrick Kane does that, does that surpass him as the, the does that surpass him out, off the ice? Um, not only statistically as the greatest Blackhawk, I think that would be very hard to do given you know who Stan Makita was off the ice and what he meant to the organization and what he meant to the city of Chicago. It's um, it's 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 an incredible uh, legacy that he left. Yeah, there's no um, there's no baggage with Stan, right? Uh, and I'm sure there's things about Stan that we don't know and we'll never know, and that's fine. But there is no baggage with him, and Patrick Kane comes with a little baggage. Bobby Hole comes with a ton of baggage, right? Mm-hmm. Like these are flawed individuals, all of them. You know, from I, I think of Mario when as I wear my Cubs hat here because my hair looked like crap today. Um, <laughs> uh, it's it's, it's sim- all three of us hat day. Yeah, uh, similar to Ernie <laughs> Banks, right? Like Ernie Banks yeah. will always be Mr. Cub, even when his records are surpassed by whoever. There's just something about him that is synonymous with the Cubs, and I think the same can be st- said for Stan Mikita. Yeah, I do think you know Patrick Kane can pass Stan Mikita in a few more years. What we say he's 297, 290. Yeah, it I was two ninety so- something, something like yeah. that behind Stan. Uh, by the way, Stan played twenty two years for the Hawks. Patrick Kane is entering season sixteen, so um, you know it's it's doable, but it, it doesn't necessarily mean that Patrick Kane will pass Stan Makita as the iconic uh, emblem of what the Blackhawks are and what they mean to people. And and I don't think for me personally, I think Stan is, will remain on top of that mountain. Yeah. Yeah. When, when I think of Stan Makita, I think of innovation. Um, that was part of his career and his legacy. Now, and it was stuff that he did on his own. I mean, we, we, we talk about the, the, the helmet and, um, you know, he developed his own helmet after he took a, a shot that literally tore off a piece of his ear in 1967. So he said that summer he he worked on uh, he developing his own helmet that he wore. And he had a famous quote about that, that he, he told after he debuted the helmet. He said, that, you know, I want to spend this summer mowing the lawn, not pushing up daisies. So I mean, <laughs> that was part of his personality. And, and we talked about the curved stick and that happened by accident he had broken his stick in practice one day and instead of skating over to the bench to get a new one he said i'm just gonna keep going and like the curve on the stick because it broken like he he was catching glenn hall off guard and i guess if you're catching <laughs> one of the greatest goaltenders in the history game off guard he said hmm let me see if i can make this work and that's literally how the curved stick in hockey now everybody has a curved stick you buy him curved you know it's it's crazy that, you know, he, some of the most important aspects in equipment, the helmet and the curved stick plate, those are all things that came out of his head, like on his own, just did it. I Literally just, out of amazing. his head. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just love the visual of him after making that discovery with the broken stick. They talk about the next day, just jammed his stick blade between the boards and just bent it until it gave enough to where he could start using the curved stick and, and that, and then, and then Bobby implemented it. And <laughs> you're, I think that made a difference. Bobby yeah. Hull's got a curve. You know, all, all of a sudden the goalie mask industry <laughs> boom. Yeah. yeah. Right, right, right. Uh, and I know someday we're going to get to Tony Esposito, who is an innovator of his own, you know, banking his own mask from scratch and uh, having the fish net between his legs to prevent those five hole goals. It's not illegal <laughs> until it's illegal, is it? Right. Until they say you can't do it. You know, it ain't cheating until you get caught, right? So, yeah, uh, yeah that's uh, so many fun stories. And and one of the things that I love the most is, is Stan Makita probably had the most Chicago wedding of all 
time. You can look this up on yes. Google. You can you can picture his uh, find the picture of his wedding day and his wedding party. Standing up in his wedding was Bobby Hall and one Mike Ditka, it's my friend. <laughs> Does it get any more Chicago <laughs> than that right there? I mean, the only thing he was missing was like. You know, Ernie Banks, you know, as an usher yeah. or something like that. You know? <laughs> yeah, uh, that would have been cool. That To be a fly I, on the I, wall I, at I, that I, wedding, by the way. I man, bet you Doug right. Buffon was at that wedding. I, I guarantee you Uncle Fuzzy got an invite to that wedding. <laughs> if Doug Buffon's at your wedding, you got a good wedding going on. I'll tell you that much. Absolutely. If, I, if but, they ever want me to guest on the Bears uh, Throwback Thursday, if it's about Doug, I'm there. One of the one yeah. of the all-time greats. So Well, and it's... It's crazy that, you know, you guys mentioned the longevity that he had, 22 seasons. And that's at a time where, you know, the strength and conditioning programs and, you know, the 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 health standards that NHL players of, of today live up to was not the same. Um, and, and, you know, off-season training was not the same. So, too... Uh, and the game was played completely differently uh, at that at that point as well. A lot, I, a lot more was uh, was was allowed physically uh, than we see today. And and you know playing without helmets, like it's it's crazy that at, at that time he was able to play 22 seasons of of, of NHL hockey. And um, yeah, it's just it's just uh, in, incredible to uh, to think that you know he he had that ability to to not only last that long, but to play at such a top level for pretty much all 22 of those seasons. It's pretty incredible. I was laughing, Mario, when you were talking. Dr. Horror Show in the chat says, plus the players uh, smoke and drink between periods, which is valid. But he also said Polish sausage and deep dish pizza was served at Stan McKee's <laughs> wedding, which would not surprise me. Oh, that'd be perfect. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that'd be, I mean, it's just, it, you're right. You're It's crazy to think because you watch old highlights like from when Sam played and most of them are giant men trying to kill each other with sticks. You know, like, like now and again, there'll be a pretty sweet goal. But a lot of the time, it's just guys bundled up into corners and swinging their sticks at each other. And it's just <laughs> a different level of violence then than it is now. And even when the game yeah. got really violent in the 80s and 90s, you had, like you said, more advanced equipment, better helmets. Some guys had visors. You were padded head to toe you know, and stuff you weren't making in your garage, like Stan Makita right. and, and Tony Esposito were doing like, Oh, let me get some plastic and warm it up and then hold it on my shoulder. And that's my shoulder pad. Now you've got the state of the art. You're almost like a cyborg out there on the ice. <laughs> 22 years when Stan played. That's, that's crazy, not, man. Like yeah, that to, to, to survive that long, especially for as small as he was, was he 165, 170 pounds probably when he played? Yeah. I mean, uh, here he's listed yeah, on hockey nine, reference. Not a five nine one sixty nine. So you know it's a nice size, but but small. Yeah, I mean that would be a guy to to today's standards. People would be saying is undersized, right? Um, yeah, you know that's that's Alex DeBrinket size right there, and he that's played what Alex 70... DeBrinket wishes what his size. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, uh, and he played twenty two seasons when. Uh, um, there was no such thing as the Department of Player Safety. Uh, there was like, you know, you, you basically didn't get a penalty a, a, until, you know, you you exposed bone. You know, it was pretty, <laughs> pretty crazy game. I know there are a lot of people out there that, uh, that um, want the game to go back 
to those days, but man, it was, it was vicious. It was like Roman gladiator type stuff. Uh, and I actually think we have uh, our, our producer, Steven has the Makita picture. There it is. Look there at that. Go. That is amazing. There, there's, there's Bobby Hall in the back. He's probably, I guarantee you he's double fisting. That's why he stood behind him. So he can't <laughs> cover up the glasses. And then there's Ditka over there yeah. to the left. Minus the stash. Well, but, that's a haircut you uh, set your watch to my friend. <laughs> yes. that, is a, that is a crew cut there's there glenn hall right behind him yeah i was gonna say there's i know there's another yeah glenn hall and yeah then, uh, these these other two guys i know that they're one of the two is somebody that we should know but i can't think of who it is right now but mm. that's that's pretty impressive yeah. star studded that i, I, I would i'd love just i would love to be a fly on the wall with that one mm-hmm I yeah, mean, I would just, have, I would have liked to have been in the in the bridal party limo on that day. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine just the smoke in that room? You probably oh couldn't God. see the next table next to you. Um, yeah. But just you know, because even like we talk about like the Ronick Chelios era Hawks of like, oh my God, if there was social media, these guys would all be in jail. Like think about back then, which mm-hmm. is like, yeah. oh my God. Yeah. But not Stan. He was a saint. Yeah. It just, yeah. <laughs> it's just, you know, I love that we're doing this every Thursday, taking our, you know, kicking back a little bit and remembering the, the really good times. Uh, we'll be doing player profiles. We'll be doing series profiles, all sorts of fun stuff. And if you're if you're enjoying it, we appreciate it. And uh, we appreciate your support. And the best way to support CHGO is to download that PointsBet app and use code CHGO when you sign up. If you do that right now, you'll get two risk-free bets up to $2,000, but that's not it. Make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you're gonna get a free CHGO membership. That gets you all of our web content unlocked. You'll get a free shirt from the CHGO Locker, access to our Discord, all the great things that come along with a CHGO membership. That's two Gs and free bets, a free CHGO membership, including a free T-shirt, all that for making a $50 or more first-time deposit at PointsBet. If you have any questions about any of this, by the way, shoot an email to pointsbet at allchgo.com, and they'll help you out. PointsBet is your home for live in-play betting, and guess what? It just got even better. Introducing PointsBet's new feature, Live NBA Same Game Parlay. For the first time ever, you can build the perfect live NBA Same Game Parlay only with PointsBet. Combine your favorite bets anytime during the game Watch live, parlay live, and boost live with PointsBet. And remember, you can register right now from start to finish on your phone. So what are you waiting for? Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. And we really appreciate the uh, the support. However you guys uh, do it for us here at CHGO, whether it's through PointsBet or through Strava Coffee, or just by you know being uh, being here, watching us on the podcast, listening, downloading, wherever you may, uh, reading all of our content at uh, allchgo.com. Uh, really appreciate all the support across the board. Uh, to get all the access that you can of CHGO, uh, go to allchgo.com, become a member, uh, subscribe to all the all the podcasts that we have, and you know that membership gets you access to not just you know, if, if you're if you're a, a Chicago sports fan across the board, you're going to be covered completely. If you really just love the Blackhawks, we got you covered as well. Uh, you know, we we got us, we got the Bears, uh, Bulls, White Sox, Cubs, Fire, Red Stars, Chicago Sky. Um, really, it's 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 top to bottom the uh, the best Chicago sports coverage you can ask for. 
And uh, becoming a member really helps us continue to grow. Uh, things have been going really well for us at CHGO. Doc, at CHGO and, um, you know, it's, it's, it's because of you guys and, and, and your support. We really appreciate it. And uh, we're just going to con- continue to keep going onward and upward and uh, really appreciate that. So, again, become a member, get access to everything that, uh, that, that we offer. Like we mentioned before, the, uh, the Discord channel as well, that is members only access uh, we pop in there time from time to time during uh, the off season. Um, all the other all the other shows have their own discords as well, and and you can you can hop into those if 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 you're really into you know if you're putting hockey on the back burner and you're really into baseball season, Cubs and White Sox, uh, their discords are very active. So yeah, you get a, you get access to that as well. Um, it's all good stuff. So again, we really appreciate it. Uh, AllCHGO.com, become a member and uh, join the CHGO family. So we talked about how uh, interesting Sam Makita's uh, life was. And even before he got into hockey, uh, born as Stanislav Gauth. I think I'm saying that right, G-U-O-T-H, in the Slovak Republic. Uh, during a brief period, it was a client state of Nazi Germany. He was raised there and then moved to St. Catharines, Ontario when he was eight. He was adopted by his aunt and uncle, and then he took their name of Makita. And a story I saw today was he was watching kids in the street just playing hockey street hockey and wanted to play wanted to play and and one of the kids either didn't show up or had to go home early and one of the other players just signaled to stand like come out and join us and that's it (laughs) the the rest is history right and now you know the rest of the story so just (laughs) just a fascinating there's there's some there's some people that you just know like looking at them they've got a story to tell you know um and and stan and what 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 is the saddest about the way Stan went dealing with dementia is towards the end. He had no recollection of it, no rec- sure. recollection of his playing career. You know, he would watch the Hawks on TV and it wouldn't even really like resonate that yeah. he was any part of that. That is so sad. It is the saddest thing to think about. And as all of our, you know, uh, parents age and, uh, and you see these things pop up, it's, it's scary. And for Stan Makita to have no recollection of his Blackhawks career is just heartbreaking and, you know, more for his family than him. Right. And for the people that love him, it's always the hardest on the family. And I've gotten friendly with Stan's daughter, Jane. Um, she wrote me when my book came out and I sent her a copy and we've chatted every now and again, and, um, just the affection they feel. So we're Facebook friends. So every now and again, she'll post us a candid photo from home of Stan, like cutting his lawn or playing with the grandkids. And it's, it's just a really cool, I don't know. It's just a small little connection I have to that family um, that just, you know, she sought me out after I wrote the book to thank me for it. And, uh, you know, um, really, really cool just to see, though, just to see Stan Makita, the guy, not the Blackhawk, but Stan Makita, the man. um, So cool. And just a guy who, you know, in a year that's been full of things to not be proud of, both on and off the ice, Stan Makita is a guy that I think forever Hawks fans can wear as a badge of honor. And I, I know I do as a Hawks fan, and uh, you should too because it's it's someone that you should be and can be proud of. Yeah, I think when they brought him back as an ambassador, that was one of the best moves Rocky Wirtz ever did because, man, he embraced that role better than anybody. When he was there, and if you if he was there signing autographs in between, in between periods or, or even – everybody gravitated to him. He, he, he had time for 
everybody and anybody that came up to him, even if you, I were many times when I had the season tickets and I'd see him just walking through the concourse and people would just go over and say hello. And he would take a second for everybody. Uh, just a great human being. And, um, you know, very, very sad uh, on how, you know, that all had to come to an end, just a horrible way. I wouldn't wish that uh, on my worst enemy, maybe a couple, but not many, but, you know, it just so sad and, yeah. and not, uh, you know, but we think about all those great memories he gave us, you know, my mom still talks about him to this day, you know, that was one of her favorite players and just, and just a great human being and a great guy and his legacy here. Uh, well, there's a statue. It's not going anywhere. You know, his, his numbers retired forever. He's going to be, he's one of those mythological sports figures when it, when it comes to Blackhawks history and rightfully so. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, you're always, I think you're always going to see, um, you know, Stan Makita 21 sweaters in the, in, in, in the crowd, because it's, it's a player that, you know, the, the legacy gets passed down. I mean, he was, he was one of my dad's favorite players and um, you know, to, to be able to kind of learn about him as, you know, when I, when I was younger and, and, and get to know more about him um, you know, more about his career, his legacy, and then kind of share that uh, not, not the same experience, but, but to share that level of, of connection and understanding and respect for the player who was someone that you know a previous generation of fan um, got to su- got to see and appreciate is 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 really awesome and, and it's something that um, I, I think when you have players like him uh, who can make the impact both on and off the ice for an organization and for a fan base um, that's truly special and um, I you know I I remember a number of years ago um, I believe it was for my dad's birthday. Uh, I got him a uh, a Stan Makita little you know jersey and stuff, and um, and it was just it was just cool. It was just really cool to be able to um, you know kind of be like, hey, like this is this is something that that we connect over that we share, and it it, it was something that I was just like, I know that this is going to mean something different than being like, oh, if I got him like a Taser or a Cane or or whatever, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's still obviously modern day meaningful but you know i i I remember being in the store and seeing i think they had you know hall esposito and and makita shirts and i was like i'm getting a makita and it was just it was it's it's something that's that's always going to be um part of the blackhawks legacy always something that's going to be you know a player that people talk about um and yeah it's 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 something that lives on with the number retirement with you know his statue uh with with the stories that 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 continue on um it's something that's gonna gonna outlast and probably gonna, even gonna outlast us uh at the end of the day well, i like what, what we said earlier too about you know people would see him in the concourse and just flock to him he had that approachable nature to him yeah. where you know other guys might be a little intimidating or, or um not standoffish but you know this have a presence of like eh not now you know what I mean? Um, yeah, Stan yeah. never had that. And and like I said, that day I got to meet him one-on-one. Um, my old boss, Mitch Rosen, just loved to do this to me. Like, hey, come to my office. I have a surprise for you. I'm like, oh, he's got a donut or something. There's Stan Makita. <laughs> like, what the hell? And my last, week at the, like, the, my last week at Odyssey before I jumped on here, same thing as, like, hey, come to the kitchen. I got a, I got a surprise for you. There's Chris Chelios. 
uh, <laughs> signing a stack of Red Wings jerseys, which was very triggering. Um, but yeah, but, Joyce. <laughs> but just getting to meet, just getting to meet, um, to meet Stan. And, and I did feel that, like, like I said, he felt my nerves and was like, Hey, what's your name? What do you do? What do you do here? You know, cool. And then yeah. shoot, I, I was I pretty much blacking out. I have no idea what I said, <laughs> um, but it was just, he did have that kind of calming, welcoming presence about him. And yeah. uh, like I said earlier, it's just an awesome guy. I'm glad he is the first subject of our th- throwback Thursday because he absolutely should be. And we'd be yeah. remiss if we didn't mention a thing Stan yeah. is most famous for. Right. Stan, yeah. Stan Makita's you- Donuts. Absolutely. In Aurora, Illinois. Yeah. The, sugar, the sugar pucks. <laughs> yes. With Ed O'Neill behind the counter. What a, <laughs> an Aurora establishment. <laughs> it is amazing that how many people that don't live in Chicago don't realize this is not a real thing. This never existed. This is fake. This is yeah. This is uh, Saturday Night Live's imagination. But there are a lot of hockey fans out there that think that Stan Makita's Donuts is real. Can did, we can we they pledge? did a they did a pop up yeah at the All Star game, game. Yeah. yeah I think it was the L A All Star game a couple years ago yeah. that was cool yeah. that was fun can we pledge to each other that if and when CHGO really goes through the roof and the three of us are generationally wealthy um, that we will open a proper Stan Makita's Donuts in Aurora right we is that uh, I will I will agree to that yes and we All will right. and we will have our own delivery service so none of the orders get lost and put in random street corners <laughs> yeah, right or left yeah. outside giant doors yes we will hire exactly. qual- quality drivers with <laughs> yeah, well, state of the art GPS if you if you love the thir- throwback Thursday we're doing we're going to be doing this every Thursday yep. getting into some deep dives on different things and uh, coming out later this afternoon and every Thursday is going to be, I'm doing a weekly history column this week in Blackhawks history. The first one will be out here shortly after we get off the air. Um, I'm pretty much just going to go through the upcoming week and kind of all the dates and birthdays, lots of fun tidbits. This was kind of a busy week coming up. Uh, you know, a couple of uh, conference championships were one anniversaries of that some fun birthdays and i i love the birthdays because i love like names where it's like oh my god i forgot that guy played three games with the black yeah. so it's gonna be a lot of fun <laughs> stuff i'm gonna do that every week every thursday even into the season so there'll be lots of fun memories and we're gonna try and incorporate that stuff you know as we move along in the week ahead we'll mention hey today is the you know back in 2010 the hawks beat the sharks stuff like that so uh, I love the history. If you followed me for a while, you know that I'm all about hockey history. Now I get to focus just on the Blackhawks. So uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. So if you're not already a member at allchgo.com, go ahead and, and sign up. And uh, that first history post will be up later this afternoon. Awesome. And speaking yeah. of the other thing that comes up on Thursdays, Greg, your other yes. specialty is the yes, points bet play of the week. Points bet play of the week. Uh, somehow this has fallen into my lap, and I will gladly take it. <laughs> You're good at I, it. Got to ride the hot hand. I, I'm betting with other people's money, which makes it so much easier. Um, yeah, we're going to keep on the Florida Panther train. We've we've bet the Panthers in one way, shape, or form. Uh, you know, the last three weeks we won two last week. They won the game, but they needed an extra goal. Once it went to overtime, we knew we were done. But that's okay. I still have faith in the Panthers because I think they're going to bounce back tonight against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, and I, my bet is not a bet that's going to win you a lot of money, but I think it's it's a play of the week. It's it's going to happen. And that is Carter Verhage plus 
a half a point. So at least one point for Mr. Verhage. It's a minus 135 of the odds. Not the greatest payback on that, but I think if you're looking for a safe bet, bet that or add that into one of those fancy parlay bets that you can yeah. do all over the points bet as. So if you don't like those odds and you want to crank it up a little bit, pair that up with a couple other bets in tonight's games. But I'm picking Carter Verhage uh, to get at least one point tonight. It's solid. He is a game-time decision, but as all hockey players are, whenever you're a game-time decision, you're playing. Well, he's especially, playing against yeah, his former team. Yeah, and he's playing against his former team. Uh, you know, no chip on his shoulder there, a team that gave up on him, and he's been great for the Panthers. Uh, and listen, he's got six goals and 12 points in seven games. Last time I checked, that's over a point per game, so he just has to play average tonight, and that bet's going to hit. Math checks out. Yep. Yes, I'm not a math guy. I had to take my shoes off to make sure that I was right there, but it, it, it's going to happen. All right, so the puck drops in Sunrise today at 6 p.m. Uh, Central. That game's on TNT. <laughs> then we've got uh, 8.30 Central on TNT Blues at Avalanche. But let, let's get into last night's games. Um, missed a lot of the Rangers and Hurricanes, sadly. Um, I had a prior engagement, but um, I did watch the first half of that in Boy, did the Hurricanes look like trash to start that game. Yeah. They look sleepy. It, it, they look slow. It was concerning. It did not look like the uh, the Hurricanes were ready to go, uh, and, and, and and they paid for it for sure. But, um, I mean, much much uh, like you see in, in this time of year, uh, what the really good teams can do is, uh, is, is, is turn it up to a different, uh, to a different level, um, when, when, when challenged and the Rangers did that to the, uh, to the hurricanes and, and they responded, um, getting, getting the game level, uh, getting it to overtime and, uh, Sebastian, Ajo getting the winner. Yeah. They, they seem to flip that proverbial switch. The start of the third period, you can see them coming and they were getting more and more chances. The crowd was getting into it. And then they made, they, they, they got that game tied. Um, you know, that you just, you felt that, I mean, it, it kind of reminded me of, a little bit of, um, you know, those old Blackhawk teams in the cup years where they could take two periods off and in the third period they walk <laughs> on the ice and say, nope, we're going to win this game because we can. <laughs> Almost and, like uh, they're challenging close. themselves. Like, let's, how, yeah, like, how you know, badly can we play and still win? Let's spot it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. We're, yeah. We're, we're, we're not going to show up to the 50th minute and we're still going to win by two. So <laughs> I got to say, um, though, like, yeah. re- regardless of the outcome, I was impressed with the Rangers. And maybe it is the Hurricanes just, you know, um, a little tight, you know, the Rangers really have nothing to lose. So the hurricanes pressures on them to win this series and whatever it was, I was imp- impressed by the way the Rangers played and maybe the series will be a little closer than we predicted, but um, I'm still taking the Canes to win it. Nothing's going to change that opinion. They're the, just the better team. And that's why you play seven, but uh, I got to say pretty impressive game one from the Rangers. And when you lose a game like that, very similar to the blues, right? Who played a really good game one. And then they ended up losing two, yeah. Those can be kind of morale killers. So it's going to be interesting yeah. to see how both those teams bounce back tonight. It's going, to, it's going to be hard for the Blues and the Rangers to win road games, and they both had golden opportunities to get that right off the bat and then couldn't get it done. So, yeah, that's that's a tough loss. Hats off to former Blackhawk goalie, Antti Ranta. He was fabulous last night, made some big saves, and uh, great guy, um, fun guy. I'm so thrilled that he's finally getting some playoff success after – all these years. I mean, he didn't even make he his first career playoff start was the first game of these playoffs. So, yeah. 
Um, good for him. Always good. You know, one of the great guys in the league. And, and I love when good things happen to good people. Yes, absolutely. absolutely. All right. Now let's get to the uh, the fun one. <laughs> it's so great. The Flames beat. If you somehow missed this, the Flames beat the Oilers nine to six. But that and was not the only part of the story. That, there was a very so nice looking many, graphic there. So many, so many parts to this game. <laughs> it was five to one. Six minutes and ten seconds into the second. It was two it nothing was, before the game was even a minute old. Yeah, it's two the nothing. Oilers got Mike Smith in. Yeah, Mike Smith three yanked, nothing. Six yanked in in. mid. Yeah, six minutes in. Mike Smith out, and uh, it was it was three nothing Flames, and we thought I was thinking I was like, oh, this is gonna get ugly, and, it, and it, um, did. <laughs> it did, and then it got uglier, but in a better way because not because the Flames just absolutely you know just taking it to the Oilers five to one like you said. And then here, here comes Edmonton and the the McDavid and Drysital show. Uh, they they finally show up and eventually uh, get the game back to to even at at six is all. Um, and then uh, you know the Flames were able to to, to pull off again. Uh, it was it was the Matthew Kachuk show uh, registering the hat trick. Like this was just an absolutely wild game. Um, living completely living up to the the Battle of Alberta. Uh, standards i i know in the first half of the first period i was just like wow um i I guess calgary really is this good and then uh you know the the oilers reminded us hey we have two of the best players in the league and and this is going to be a this is not going to be a a walk all over the oilers uh series unless mike smith continues to play the way that he did in the opening uh moments of the game which might happen not well, no mike smith is going to come back and get a 46 save shutout in game two that's the mike smith experience yes, he happens. looks like yeah. absolute ass one game and then he looks like a vesna winner the next game that's what that's what he's done his whole career so mm-hmm. i but, but that was a fun game i got to see i was i was hosting my my wednesday night trivia and i and I, I flipped all the tvs at the bar back to the to, to the TV, to the games. And it was like three to one already. This game just started. <laughs> and, and, but I got home and it was six to two. I was like, well, I don't even know if I'm going to turn this on. And then I did. And all of a sudden it was six to five and then six to six. And then uh, what? Not, like 90 seconds later, it's seven and eight, eight, seven, six, eight, six. Yeah. We talk about demoralizing losses. Imagine scoring six goals on Jacob Markstrom in a road playoff game and losing on like what? 18 shots, something like yeah. that. Yeah. The, the, they, they, that was their game right there. I mean, granted, you know, six goals. I think, I think the flames kind shots. of obviously took the, uh, well, it was six. I think it was. It was like, like six, six on 18. eighteen. Yeah, yeah. when they yeah. had the six, it wasn't a lot of shots. So imagine getting that many goals against one of the best goaltenders in the league in his building in a playoff game and still losing by three. Yikes! <laughs> My other favorite part of the game is the uh, the scene in the crowd. First of all, they showed when the game. I think it was six two. They showed an Oilers fan, maybe like twelve or thirteen year old girl, just sobbing, just sobbing, and then and you so- made fun of her. I did not make fun of her. I said it was heartbreaking, <laughs> and then in a separate thought, I said, "Go Flames!" It was yeah, a, so. I'm so, it was a yeah, separate you wanted more thought. of that. Jay Zawoski, pro making little girls cry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I'm good at it. Um, and then the Kachuk family. 
just bring the Chuck. That. I want He's the Flames to go to the final just to see the, that family continue. <laughs> I love that. I love that Keith Chuck refused to throw his hat. He's, he was so <laughs> like the fact that you would ask me to throw this hat that I probably well, got for get, free at a golf course. Well, I guess finding I, I'm guess finding a size 16 is really hard, so he had to hold on to it. <laughs> Because he's got a large melon. He's got a What's lot of large mine? things, but record. his melon is seven and three eighths I'm, is mine. I'm set. I'm seven and three quarters. Okay. So yeah, I, I, I'm part of the giant dome fan, uh, club. Here, I saw but, a big Dave is an eight something, but he's got many, he's many got dreads that that's, make that's that. Not, yes. That's not just the head. That's, 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 that's yeah. the hair too. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm loving the break. I'm I'm loving the Brady Kachuk thing, and I'm loving the terrible takes that old hockey guys are throwing out there. There was a guy uh, on on Twitter. Uh, I'll give him a little plug here because he, he wasn't mean about it. Just Darren Darren Hayes Haynes. Sorry, he's he works for the Canadian Press, covers the Flames, and he tweeted out, and he's he's been getting dunked on ever since. The captain of another NHL team being Matthew Kachuk's super fanboy is just so so weird to me. And it was like his brother. It's his, his brother. It's his freaking so, brother. Like, so tell me stupid. you're an only child without telling me you're an that's only so child. Stupid. Like, I haven't seen I, that yet. I, I quote tweeted him saying, "Man, family family holidays must be a freaking hoot at your house." <laughs> like, it's his goddamn brother. Like, oh, what do you? Man. This is what happens when people look at sports athletes as commodities and not human beings. That's true. Like, oh my God. He, he, he was Matthew to Chuck's brother since the day he was born. He's only been an Ottawa Senator for a couple of years. Like give, give the guy a break. And hopefully this isn't, hopefully this isn't John Tavares going to flames games, wearing a, a, a Chuck Jersey and yeah, pounding beers. This is his brother doing that. It's, like it's his little chill brother. Out. This is the guy he grew up idolizing, you know? And if you think for a second, well, Oh, you know, did, did, is he going to take it easy on his brother when they play? Have you seen these two play against each other? They would they would cut each other's heads off at center ice in order to win a hockey game. It's, they it's almost great. fought each other one game. Yeah, they they did, didn't they? Yeah, like so. It's it's stuff like that is what more of what the NHL needs. They yes. need more stuff oh, yeah. like that. Oh, you yeah. know this this league is the game is so fun, and yet the league refuses to embrace the fun. So let's embrace the fun and stop being a, an old crusty dude hey, you shouldn't root for another team piss off that's it i don't know how better <laughs> to end go. the show than with go. greg saying piss off because he is 100 correct all right we hope you enjoyed throwback thursday a lot more of those coming up through the off season you can count on those what day thursday yeah thursday. there you go that you can plan it every thursday we're going to do a throwback and it won't always be just one player but all different sorts of stuff so uh make we sure can, you're uh, and we can tease next week's if we want Oh yeah, remind me what's next week's. Next, so next week we, I think what, uh, I think what we're going to do is uh, just kind of reminisce about the 2013 second round series between the Blackhawks oh. and the Red Wings because next because this through this weekend into next week is when the Blackhawks uh, came back from three one and eventually uh, eliminated the Red Wings in in 2013 in Game Seven in overtime thanks to Brent Seabrook. So that could be that could be a two parter. That's yeah, so much to talk about. That's gonna be fun. I can't wait yeah, for that. So that'll be good. We'll 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 run through that series and uh, and uh, go go through some good memories. That'll be a great time. So make sure you join us. Reminder Monday Mailbag Monday. Get those in now. Blackhawks at allchgo.com blackhawks at allchgo.com of course you can tweet at any of us i'm at jay zawoski mario is at mario underscore terabasi and greg is at greg boyson 
Thanks to Steven for producing today's show. Uh, remember, get that PointsBet app. We are always presented by PointsBet. Use code CHGO when you sign up, and you'll get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. For Mario and Greg, I'm Jay. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow around 1.30-ish. Uh, Looking for that podcast to drop. Talk to you then.